As the moonlight cast eerie shadows through the gnarled branches outside, we delve into the chilling realms of the unknown, where the veil between reality and otherworldly grows thin. In this episode, we unlock the secrets of extraterrestrial encounters that send shivers down the bravest spines. Whispers of long-concealed abductions unfold, buried beneath the weight of family secrets, where the very mention of alien encounters once fractured the foundations of trust. Bro, we will try to unravel the mystique surrounding a sighting from an unexpected witness. Legendary funk maestro Mr. Funkadelic himself, George Clinton, and another Prince Funk, Bootsy Collins, discusses their account of a UFO sighting, and it transcends the boundaries of the earthly groove. Wow. I left that in there just to... Just so we could laugh at it in unison, or... Or, if it sounds dumb, just cut it out. Well, it definitely sounds dumb, but I might keep it in. The mystery deepens with a pilot who vanished without a trace, leaving behind only a canopy tightly sealed, as if the universe itself had swallowed him whole. We even have the shadows cast by an unknown praying mantis-shaped entity emerging from the abyss within a dimly lit bedroom. And as we confront the cosmic enigma, a question echoes in the void. Is huh. my boyfriend a demon? Are these beings from the stars, or are they something far more sinister? A dark man. Join us as we explore the uncharted territories of the alien unknown and dare to question whether the extraterrestrial is interwoven with the infernal. Welcome to a realm where truth hides in the shadows and the line between reality and nightmare blurs into the vast expanse of the cosmos. Bro. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky. An unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to, wow, I almost said sleep with the lights on. This is the Freaky Deaky. Okay, y'all heard that fat rip that someone was taking? It's fine. Oh, I can't um, hear sometimes. Yeah, I just hear it. It sounds like vacuum noise. It's like, yeah. So anyway. I just like to set the mood. Smoky room. I can see that. Literally see that. Anyway, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Once again, we've got some uh, interesting UFO stories in the, in the works, it sounds like, which is good. I like the alien content. More of that, please. There's actually a couple really good stories that I want to get down for episodes at some point, but I just have to look into them more. But that's not what you're here for. You're not here for forecasts of the future. You're here to listen to Christian 
apparently share some interesting funkadelic stories so if uh, you're new to the show we ask only one thing of you and that's that you listen to the entire episode and if you're a fan of what you hear that you take five seconds out of your life it's a very brief window leave us a five-star review wherever you listen apple Podcasts, spotify it really does help us grow the show out we appreciate you and if you want to talk to us, get in touch, you, you can join the Facebook group. It is at Freaky Deaky Pod on Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to subscribe for fresh episodes of exclusive YouTube fun, including Sleep with the Lights On, which comes out every other Friday. And it is a great time. And I may be a little biased in saying that, but it's okay because it's my show and I get to do that. Right? I want a show. Nobody? Okay. Yeah. So, and we are actually going to be making Christian shows as well. Not Christian as in like gospel shows, but like the heathen Christian that sits Praise across from Jesus. Me. Wow. Anyway, Did with I, all that out of the way, Christian, how about you? I thought we should do like a little teaser for our future too. We should tell people what we did today for the pod. Okay. I'll let you explain it. <laughs> well, I woke up. Wow. Yeah. We should tell people. Okay, Scott, now tell people. I woke up and I ate breakfast. And Not I got some that coffee. Oh. I'll tell you. Okay. We did some, some uh, I don't know if you call it Bigfoot research. No, we did some Bigfoot networking. There you go. So we hope to have some, some people on talking about Alaskan Bigfoot. Yeah, we swung by the Bigfoot Art Gallery out in Palmer, Alaska, and ran into a couple of folks, including the owner and a YouTuber, Chooks Outdoor Adventures. Pretty interesting timing, to be honest with you. It was a pretty, it felt like it was meant to be. It was. And here we are telling you about it. So in the future, you're like, oh, this is that thing that was meant to be. Hopefully and you listen to it. Hopefully it's not like the twins thing from the ancient past. Oh, and hopefully the soon future, because uh, the, the boys of the whole are currently out of the state. But I believe they are supposed to get back within a week or so. So we're going to try to schedule something out, get them on board. Uh, I know they're down for it still, as I reached out to them recently. And they were like, hell yeah, brother. They didn't say that at all because they're actually civilized human beings, unlike myself. But I'm done now. So, Christian, you can get talking. First story we're going to talk about. And before we get into the story, wow. I'll just say that some of these came. I follow some UFO stuff on Twitter and I get some, some Wildly. Faci fascinating things coming through sometimes. Those are the best, man. And so we're going to go over a couple of them, different stories from different places. Hey, that's what we do here. I hope I got all the sources right. If I didn't, let us know. We'll fix it. Yeah. Or just don't waste your time because it's irrelevant. Yeah. First one comes from UFO Notter. Sounds reputable. So, and it's a story about a man who in 2001 experienced an abduction and it was reported to New Fork, N-U-F-O-R-C. Wow. Couldn't have imagined that spelling any different. Yeah. And it was in an anonymous report. So here we go. This is a recounting of an abduction experience I had. Nobody knows about it or the other countless abductions I've had for as long back as I, I remember. The first time I remember there being quiet, bright lights in the sky above the backyard. I felt this strong urge to go outside and check it out. Dumb. Dumb. And when I did, they took me and they've been taking me ever since. Sometimes they'd come for me, other times they called me and I would have no choice but to go to them. Ooh, yeah. I did tell my parents about it once as a little kid. I was around six years old when the Greys left me in my living room instead of dropping me back in my bedroom. They, I guess the parents, blamed it on sci-fi movies because I guess the aliens wouldn't care. Sounds like an episode of House, but yeah. Yeah. They blamed it on sci-fi movies and video games, and I got yelled at for making up stories. That was the only time I tried to tell anyone. When I moved from home into my apartment, I slept with a 9mm. That'll show them. It was under my pillow for months, but I was always paralyzed when they would come for me. So the, that idea was a bust. Setting up video cameras in my bedroom proved ineffective as well. 
In the morning, the tapes would be blank, like I'd never set them to record at all. And after a while, the fear disappeared from the abductions, and I started to accept that get, getting pulled out of my room on random nights was just something I'd have to deal with. Come at me, bro. One night in July of 2001, I was abducted. It seemed like business as usual. I was called to the room of my apartment, and then the flash filled my eyes, and when it cleared, I was laying on a table again. He doesn't mention anything about stirrups. Well, that's great news. The Greys usually planted dozens of acupuncture-type needles in my chest, stomach, and neck. Rarely, they would insert a tube in my ear or throat, which was quite painful. This time was the tube in my throat. As the machine was being prepared, several of the greys seemed to rush in from another room. They spoke to the ones about to experiment on me and they all ran from the room. I felt a rumble in the table I was laying on and heard a loud explosion followed by what, what seemed to be weapons fire. Several minutes passed and then a tall armored figure wearing a blank face mask entered the room, carrying a type of weapon resembling an assault rifle. The figure removed the mask to reveal a very canine-like face with bright orange eyes, covered with short blue fur. Wow. The usual abduction experience was frightening, but seeing this new creature made me feel like my heart would be out of my chest. The alien leaned over the instrument table, the greys kept their tools on, and began touching the objects there. Suddenly I could move again. The creature came over to me and gently helped me into a sitting position on the table, then in plain English asked if I was alright. I told her, and I say her because the voice of the beings sounded most definitely female to me. I told her yes and asked what was happening. I rose from the table and she led me from the exam room. Outside the room in the large halls of the ship, there were dead bodies of greys around every corner. Creatures like her and several other new strange creatures were at control panels and moving about the ship. The creature introduced herself at this point as Boudica. I don't know if you know that name. Boudica. Boudica is a famous name in, in English history. Hmm. Queen Boudica. I was thinking it was the mask from Crash Bandicoot every time he put it on. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Now, she uh, actually fought the Romans. She called herself Boudica and told me that the ship was going to be destroyed. I asked her why and what was going on. She then explained to me something I've never thought of in all the time I was being abducted. The Greys, in reality, were a cybernetic life form created by Boudica's race and more than three dozen other races in contact with each other on the other side of the Milky Way. Centuries ago, they formed a, a union with each other to establish trade, travel, and the discovery of new life forms across the universe. However, space travel was a long and difficult affair, so these large, strong alien races created the small, weak-looking Greys as a as sort of advanced scouts used to seek out, examine, and greet new intelligent life forms as they found it. The gray body design was chosen because the alien union thought that the body shape was the least threatening. They in general, being tall and muscular, they couldn't see the gray body type being a threat to anyone. Underdogs. I as like I, it. As I proceeded through the ship, I noticed gray bodies being carried through the hall, some in pieces. And sure enough, in the open wounds of the greys, there were servos, wires, and components I could not identify in my limited experience. Boudica took me to a room filled with several other large aliens. One alien, an eight-foot-tall being who appeared to have a reptilian face with a feathery red crest around its head, asked me how long the greys had been taking me. I told him the last 15 years, and he, apolog he apologized to me for all the pain and trouble I've been through. Then he promised me I'd never have to go through any of that again. 
Boudicca told me I'd have to be put to sleep to be transported back to my apartment because I didn't fully understand the methods the Greys used to teleport people from place to place. She took a long rod-like instrument from the control panel and waved it once in front of my face. I'm closing my chocolate factory forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks for the imagery. She took a long rod-like instrument from the control panel and waved it once in front of my face. Ooh. This is the last I remembered from the gray ship. It has been more than six years since I've been abducted. I've tried to make sense of the events on the gray ship that night. As far as I can figure, the grays were supposed to be a scouting party to survey newly discovered intelligent races in secret. For whatever reason, they failed their mission and would not stop abducting people and experimenting on them. So the alien union who created them is now in the process of finding and destroying them. It is my belief that when the alien union finally destroys the threat to Earth posed by the Greys, then they might finally make their existence known to humanity and induct us into their collection of races across the universe. I call bullshit. It's Sorry. pretty kooky, I right? Know. I know. And you know it's what's fun. really weird? Yeah, it's an interesting story, but you know what's really weird about that? Hmm. Is that we've done episodes on the planet Serpo that I found more believable somehow than that story. And I don't know how I decipher. I'm someone that believes in a lot of stuff, but for whatever reason, this just rubbed me the wrong way. And I you was can't, like, mm. you can't get uh, the grays being cybernetic. I know that's surprisingly the one thing I can get on with this story is that I can believe that they are, you know, there's been plenty of speculation over the years that they're just like drones of some kind where, and even the stories that we've had on them, some people talk about their anatomy and, and not having wee-wees or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I can, it looks, why not? Yeah, like some kind of weird robot. Take the wee-wee away, you got good workers. There you go. No it's distractions. No distractions. And so, yeah, I believe a lot of stuff, and I don't really know how I decide. It's just my heart. Honestly, I'm like, there's something about it. That, and that, was, that wasn't like a Reddit story or anything. That was from New Fork. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do now that you're like, skeptical of this story i've never had something I've, quite quite this this kind of skepticism come from you like this I, quickly look i have had plenty a healthy level of skepticism you have, on the show there's been this quickly it comes out like bullshit i think it's it's that i can close my eyes and picture that being like star wars fan fiction and that's the like for me i'm like that's and you i believe alien abductions i believe in multiple forms that's the only thing that kind of makes me i'm not saying that it's fake i'm saying that i personally don't believe it even though what is it uh there's like some document that got passed around a bunch that pretty much says that the u.s government knows of x amount of the Galactic Federation. I, I don't know if that's the one, but like something about like a handful of different species of aliens. And so I, I wholeheartedly believe that it's not just grays and, you know, reptiles or whatever. But I don't It's just something about that story, man. Weird blue dog man lady that speaks plain English and somehow she doesn't know how to transport him back to Earth. So she has to put him to sleep. She didn't know their, how, to, how they use their technology, which let's let's talk about that for a minute. This group yes. was part of a group that created basically these cybernetic robot type yes. things to help, to help them to explore and understand what's going on out there. Kind of what we're doing with AI is what you're going at. Pretty much. I mean, this mm. sounds like, or a Terminator, similar, it's still AI. Sure but we put it out there to do a specific task and all of a sudden it made up its own mind to do it a different way. Says, and I'm it, the captain now. Exactly. And in this case, it was creating trauma for a lot of humans, which we've heard of many times. I mean, that's our genre, but it's fascinating. They don't really explain why, what these things are doing and why they're doing it. 
to this person, which would have been a very interesting tidbit. Maybe let's just say this is real for a second. Let's Hmm. step into that. Okay, I'll go with you, Christian, in your wild theories. Maybe they didn't have time or a way of exposing this abductee to that knowledge of, you know, they're going to destroy the ship. Maybe they had a certain amount of time to get everything situated, destroy it, send all the abductees back. So they didn't explain to them why this, the greys went rogue and started probing people. Yeah, there's no explanation for that. And also, my thing is, they're talking like, once we get rid of the greys, we can finally, well, not them, but the the speculation from the person that it happened to, quote unquote, was that once they get rid of the greys, they can make contact with humanity. No, if that was going on, if if the greys were really a threat in that sense, then wouldn't they contact humanity before they got rid of them? Be like, hey, look, we're trying to exterminate this entire race of alien beings that we created. What's up? We're, we exist. We're dog people and lizard people with crowns for whatever reason of feathers. Let's work together. You know what I mean? Right. So that's another kind of weird thing for me. I'm like, I just can't see. There's a lot of pieces that look very wild story, but there's also a lot of pieces that even me, full on believer and all the crazy shit can't get behind. The reptilian had a like a crown of feathers. Yeah. Like a, a dinosaur. Exactly. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Like the ones like velociraptors you know? or something. Yeah. Whatever ones had the weird. I mean, there were a lot, but that's the one I. that's in popular culture. Yeah. They had like turtleneck things whenever they got mad or whatever. You know what I mean? I get it. They'd yell and just be like Japanese fans would just open up around them. Chinese fans? You lost me. I'm trying to paint a visual for the audio uh, oh, podcast okay. in which we. I mean, that's fine. You just lost me. Well, that happens. That happens. When you're on the train of truth, sometimes you miss a few stops. So let us know. Now that I've missed some stops, let us know what you guys think of the story. If yeah. there's parts of it that you think are legit, if it's just too kooky. Yeah. And if there are parts that you think are legit, add on to that for us. Cause I, I want to honestly hear what people think about it. Like to me, it sounds way too outlandish and I believe in dog creatures. Okay. So do with that what you will. I believe in dogs. I'm not talking about dogs, Christian. I'm talking about dog men. I don't believe in that. Well, one of our future guests might've had an encounter out here. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. Yes. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to hear it. I'm still thinking That's that if there was a dog man, it's a Bigfoot. Don't at me. It's just a skeptic's point of view. Well, we need to get you on board with the Nephilim train of thought where all these things are possible via the magic of hybridization. We'll see. So the next story comes from the Daily Mail in the UK. I think that's the only one that exists. Right. And this one... Their article was titled, Did Aliens Abduct Pilot? So he's an RAF pilot, which is Royal Air Force. Is my boyfriend a demon? That's a future story. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. In this episode, we're going to talk about some demons too. Wow. Well, that's good because it kind of correlates. Yep. So I'm not going to read the article, obviously. Oh, but I mean, I'm gonna... that, would be, that would be giving us way too much information. You're right. You shouldn't yeah. do that. I'm just going to go through some of the highlights. So the article discusses a disappearance of an American pilot, mm. Captain Bill Schaefer. Or over the North Sea. Why does that name sound so familiar? I mean... I guess it is kind of a common name, right? We might have heard some stories about this. This one reminds me... Remember when we talked about the Palmdale Files? Yes. Quote, unquote, fictional books based on reality. Mm -hmm. This story reminds me a little bit about one of those stories. Mm. Was it the underwater thing? No. Okay. We'll get to it. I'll find out. So Captain Schaefer was stationed, and this was 1970. I'll be the judge of that. The year of great births. Wow. We're, Captain no. Schaefer was stationed at RAF Binbrook. Oh, damn. Binbrook in Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire. I'm sure that's it's closer. It's and wrong. he was participating in a Cold War exercise. Gotcha. He was supposed to intercept and escort a slow-moving Avril Shackleton aircraft, and it was posing as a Soviet bomber. The night was dark, 
the weather deteriorated, so the weather started getting rough. The tiny plane was lost. Wow. No, the weather really pulling me into the story. The weather deteriorated, and Schaefer had limited night flying experience on the aircraft. His plane disappeared from radar contact, and their frantic attempts to communicate, the ground's frantic attempts to communicate, were they failed. Classic. Search and rescue efforts were launched, but they couldn't find the pilot or the aircraft. A month later, Schaefer's lightning was found on the seabed with the cockpit canopy closed and the ejection seat empty. The circumstance raised many questions, including whether the ejection seat failed or if Schaefer did not eject. His family received a letter confirming the recovery of the aircraft, but not his body. And then decades later, his son, Mike, began researching his father's disappearance and discovered various UFO-related stories. Mike eventually obtained the official aircraft accident report, which debunked the UFO claims and attributed the incident to operational and procedural errors. The report concluded that Schaefer's lack of training contributed to the accident. So they blamed it on him. Interesting. We can blame it on him, maybe. Mm. But why, when they found the wreckage... Cockpit was still intact. And the injection seat was there, but no body. Mm -hmm. That's next to impossible, I feel. I mean, maybe if he landed flat in the water, climbed out... And then closed it. Yeah, or it shut automatically, but that doesn't usually happen. Yeah, that's probably the last thing on someone's mind after a crash landing. And it'd probably be really hard to have that kind of controlled land crash landing at night. Yeah, I imagine it would be. And they say he didn't have a ton of experience. But a similar story, and like I mentioned, the Palmdale Files way back when we talked about that. Nobody remembers that because it was a summer break episode, but... We did talk about it, Mm -hmm. and in that one, it was supposedly near Area 51. A plane went down when they went to recover it. Everything, the cockpit was sealed, seat was still there, but the pilot was gone and never found, which sounds similar to this case. It really does. So did they beam the pilot out of there? Or is it the same story? That's what I was wondering, because the stories are supposed to be based Mm -hmm. on things that actually happened, but he changed it up on some of them. That would be really fast. That's an interesting find, Christian. What if there what if there was the exact same story? Maybe there's other stories out there where this happens. If you guys have heard of any, let us know. That's the first I've heard of it, and I've heard a lot of these stories. So Yeah, and so it's, it was a fascinating story to me just because not just because of the abduction part of it, maybe. Yeah. But the similarity to that other story should have had some details changed to protect the guilty. So pretty much in this scenario, the abduction would take place midair. Right. And they just zap him out of his airplane, his airplane would crash. Which seems really dramatic. Hell yeah. But if the aliens, the greys are, are cybernetic, cybergenetic or whatever, mm. from made by, maybe they're made by Cyberdyne, I don't know. But We don't either, have to figure it all out right yeah, now. But it's just, why? What is? Why would they do that? What do they need? Do they need aircraft pilots to... Well, what about theory? Let's say that they're made, right? Right. They figure this out and they're like, not our race, not us, not now. And that's why this whole hybridization of humans, like that are abducted and like impregnated and whatnot, they're trying to get their genetics mixed in with something else so they live on. They're trying to take over our race. Maybe that's how we got taller through time. Maybe it wasn't all nutrition and better meals. We all of a sudden got alien DNA, DNA mixed with ours. So now we grow taller and stronger that is probably the least likely scenario that anyone would come up with immediately upon hearing that sentence i, I agree I, I think it's evolution but wow 
Okay, we're not even going to get into that <laughs> shit, whatever that is. I was is. trying to trigger you. I know. So anyway. Not going to happen, bro. So a little bit fun story. Kind of confusing, mm-hmm. but also... Interesting, nonetheless, though, especially because we have that other story from the Palmdale Files. That that's is, what grabbed that my attention in. was. I was like, this is too weird. Maybe yeah. they're not connected. Maybe this happens all the time. Yeah. You know what's weird? I really don't remember doing that episode. That so is weird. Maybe that's usually... one of the ones that you read, but you didn't make into an episode. No, I we talked about that one. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, my look, I'm not, my memory is not that fantastic at the moment. So I'll take your word for it. If not, we're going to have to record something where we talk about it, but I'm sure it's there. I'll I'll double check tonight. No, you won't, you liar. But also, if you guys haven't listened to the summer break episodes, they're a little different, but some of them are really fun. Yeah. Go find the episode that doesn't exist. It exists. That'll leave people on a wild goose chase hunt. It's it's like aliens. They exist. They do. We're on a wild gray chase. Wow. Let's get to something. This one, this one's a little demonic, maybe, but a little, this one's a little short one. I have a little short one. This one comes from man rotor. Cool. Two nights ago, I was in bed reading my iPad. I had a weird feeling, closed the iPad and decided it was time for bed. As I laid there, I looked up to the corner of my room and saw what I can only describe as a praying mantis, but human sized. It looked like my wall was see-through, and I could only see his broad shoulders and head. Rub my large head, he said as I laid in bed. Too many rhymes. Yeah. It seemed like it noticed I was looking at it and looked down. Then the wall started to fill back in slowly. It was now gone, but behind where it had pre- was previously at, I could see pipes and wiring, a very in- industrial-looking background. Then boom, gone. I was awake not sleep paralysis and could move freely. We also don't live in a home that uses gas, so no risk of monoxide poisoning. So it sounds like a sleep paralysis type story, but he says it's not Yeah, because he was wide awake. Mm-hmm. And moving about it from the sounds of it. Yeah. And he covered the carbon monoxide. So I guess that's like mm-hmm. what people say it's, which that's in one theory of, yeah, could that's be. One of the main and honestly, like most likely stories in a lot of stuff, but yeah but yeah that is very what's interesting about that is the uh the pipes and the wiring background like what's that about you know what i mean yeah you've obviously heard of aliens you've heard of praying mantis aliens before right i've heard a very interesting story about one being in one of the mountains I like thought a I heard... military underground military base but one of the one of the heads in charge of it is actually a mantis guy interesting very interesting and it was from a truck driver i think the truck driver had the story it was pretty wild dude have we not shared that here we have not, no. He w- it was like one of those things where he's like, you know, top secret job. You have to back into the g- garage bay with your load. Can't get out of the, the cab, can't do anything like that. But he said he there was a time that he took a look in his rear view or the side mirror when it was going down and he was not happy with what he saw. I wouldn't be either. I think, and I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but I, I remember hearing a story of in England, I think a guy was out in a park and mm-hmm. ran into one of these kind of aliens which would be scary as hell because yeah. we know they eat the heads off their mates yeah and what's even worse than that getting your head eaten off is that it would mate with you beforehand oh i didn't even go there yeah well i took it there because you insinuated that was that's just wrong not not the most in that story but that type of alien is mm. would be terrifying to me let's look into mantis men because those are that's a cryptid i believe not one i want to meet exactly i don't want to meet any to be honest with you but that one, I, I haven't heard many stories on that, so it would be interesting to see if we could flesh out an episode on that because it sounds creepy. You might have to remind me. I will do that. Bro. So the next part, I believe it comes from Steph Kent 
on Twitter. That's where I found it. And her, I believe she put out a question and then somebody came in with or provided an answer or she did. I don't really. That is usually what happens when people are providing questions. They get answers. Either way, this was her question on Twitter. Why would there be a faction within the Pentagon that considers the phenomenon to be demonic by nature? So we're talking aliens. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think the questions comes from Aretham via Reddit, and she is tackling this. She says, the following may help explain why. You might wonder what connection this alien abduction sort of thing has to do with satanic ritual abuse, Mm. which is not a thing. Wow, Christian. Sometimes there is a connection, sometimes there's not. Again, people have these experiences and relate narratives or memories for different reasons. It's really, again, in my view, since I don't think that aliens are behind this at all, but I think in most cases, the the overwhelming number of cases, humans are behind these things. Just depends on what messaging people are given. Sort of what thing do we want you to remember that you will slide that in as your experience, which will hide and obscure and deny what really happened to you. That part kind of reminds me of an old X-Files episode where we thought there were aliens but it was really it was the us government all along. yeah that made us think that they were aliens so they could get away with these experimentations yeah isn't that like one of the most popular theories though as far as like alien life like like you yourself even be like could just be the government that's yeah. what i would do if i was trying to find do certain things and mm. plausible and deniability and and be as ridiculous as you can yeah I mean, why you, not you can't be a, a totally good person and run a government well you can try at least you, know? you can try but usually don't make it very far or you die and then your mm. successors come in and do the and opposite do the devil's bidding yeah. how wholesome thank you christian so she also says but when the messaging is so dark and what's done to people or what people think was done this so sinister again that has a very evil feel to it i do leave the door open though to something that i would call direct demonization so scott we're going into your realm what i live in the demonization no realm? you just like demons De- oh yeah i love them can't get enough you like to like to talk about like they're real and they're not oh oh yeah well i'm glad that you cleared that up for me very quickly you're welcome what i'd call direct demonization where people have an experience where there is some sort of spiritual event something done to them by a spiritual entity and then this is the way they process it or the way they could process it in my mind the ones that stand out as sort of pretty well obviously you know get into that territory demonic in nature are the ones that really sort of have a reaction to a person who is taught or remembers to sort of interject jesus into the conversation Mm. so we got aliens demons and jesus is here to help us well that's what he does christian that is what he does if you open your heart i'm about to support you here when you invoke when you have something going on and you invoke the name of christ for instance or you know you speak to the perpetrator in the name of christ demanding they stop or something like that i mean she sounds really sure Uh, and again there are hundreds of these sorts of cases where a victim does this deliberately intentionally and not only does this incident stop but it never repeats that tells me that there's a demonic element a pretty clear demonic element to what's going on abductions often run in families abduction experiences again what we're calling abduction experiences they either run in families or they repeat with particular people and quite frequently it comes back again and again and again and again and again we're familiar with that too because of media movies and television shows 
So when you have that kind of situation and you address it with sort of a spiritual weapon, and then it's done to me, that suggests pretty strongly that we have a supernatural event going on here. And I was wrong. This isn't her saying it. This is her quoting Dr. Michael S. Heiser. Rest in peace. Do you I know he passed away last year? That does sound familiar. Mm. But great dude. So yeah, fantastic books, honestly. Like I've heard, I've I think I've heard him. You would before. probably even enjoy them. They are pretty I've, wild. I, I think I heard him on maybe it was on Coast to Coast. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, he's been the name on sounds very familiar. Yeah, so I know I've heard him somewhere. Mm. But anyway, so aliens or demons? Well, yeah, that's been a very prominent theory as well. Which and sometimes to me both are not actual facts. So I could get on board with that. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that's a negative and a negative making a positive. <laughs> but either way, it, she mentions the abduction experiences run in families, which is kind of fascinating. Like you, spiritual ties. Yeah. You know what else runs in family? Certain mental mental disorders. Well, that's an interesting take, but I don't think you'd have the exact same visuals as the, you know, my dad used to visualize that he was being abducted by aliens. And now that I turned 31, I do as well. Actually, there are mental disorders that actually manifest kind of like that. And at those ages, then wouldn't that be? Kind of a nod towards spirituality could just as much be at that point. Like you have an entity that attaches itself to a family line. Let's say maybe somewhere great, 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 great grandpa or something made a poor decision. Like, you know, devil at the crossroads situation. You know, you get your entire lineage in hot water because you made poor choices. And what is it? The sins of the father are what Christian? Not real. No, they're very much real, which makes no sense. It does. If you think about it this way, that's I, I don't know, man. I'm saying like, I'm not saying it's it's fact, but it's an interesting like tying that biblically is definitely uh, it an is. interesting take that doesn't fall apart immediately. If you know enough about what you I believe, always, you know, not being a person that believes necessarily in demons mm. and abductions and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm on the fence a little bit. I if I had some proof, some actual good proof on some of this stuff, I'd be okay with it. So I'm not like totally skeptical, but yeah. at this point I'm pretty skeptical. I always find it fascinating when people link aliens with demons mm. because I don't feel like they would be anything. They wouldn't be the same thing. Yeah. You, well, if, you don't believe they exist. So that makes sense. What if the demons were always aliens There's no and sign. we just called them demons Yeah, because they have like certain powers to get into different areas without yeah. with their technology that w seems like magic to us. Playing the Christ's advocate, um, which <laughs> is the opposite. That's probably what you should do. Is the opposite of a devil's advocate. In this instance, uh, interestingly enough, you know, she mentioned the whole invoking the name of Jesus or whatever. Interestingly enough, my childhood pastor saw a UFO in Tehachapi once. And it was when he was a security guard or something like that, driving home from work. And as he was driving, he saw this bright light appear in the sky, come toward him or whatever. And he rebuked it in the name of Jesus and it disappeared as well. So Edwards Air Force Base secret spy plane just flipped out of his existence because... Because at that, exact, Christ. That, that exact moment, I'm I'm not saying that it was, I mean, it's it could be close enough for Edwards, absolutely. But <laughs> that's also where that alleged cult was or something. No, like the, the agreement between aliens and wasn't that at Edwards? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, who's to say? I, Maybe it wasn't a UFO. But what I'm saying is that would be incredibly, incredibly interesting timing. If the moment that he says, like, get out of here in the name of Jesus, this thing zips out. You know what I mean? Could it be a coincidence? Absolutely. One in a hundred million. I'm just saying it points towards the invoking Christ thing. Like, and I've always thought about that story. I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty wild, dude. I, I would also say though, if exorcism is real, we know that that doesn't always work invoking mm -hmm. the name. There's a lot more to it. And 
let's just say Jesus exists. Well, and maybe okay. let me take it away. And I, and I don't mean to speak bla blasphemy to people. Well, it's too late. You've done that plenty. Let's just say Jesus was not the son of God, but from what we understand was a great person, met yes. really well. Yes. Did good things. Yes. Taught his people good things or his followers good a, things. A plus five star across the board. Yes. Yeah. Then that person's name could still be powerful in like a spiritual realm for yep. doing good. So theoretically, when you throw something that's pure good at something that's evil, mm -hmm. in this case, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, I guess, in the spiritual realm, we don't need to talk about which God is the right God or sure. no, any you of that have, stuff. You have made it your life's work. So anytime anything Christianity gets brought up on the show, that you make it as small as you possibly it's can. It's not Christianity. It. It's, no, no, it's, it's fine. Dude, it's honestly. organized religion and the people that, that make ridiculous rules based mm -hmm. on religion. But anyway, I just thought it was fascinating, the whole take on maybe a demon type thing, mm -hmm. using, invoking Jesus' sure. name. I thought it, it was fascinating. I thought you might find it interesting too. And interesting that I had a correlating story with that. Yes. But what's even more interesting is that you find that fascinating. But when I've brought it up multiple times on the show, you was like, oh, hogwash. Bullshit. I still think it's kind of hogwash. Yeah. But it's fascinating. Sure. I'm just, I'm just pointing out some flaws in your personality, maybe, Christian. So the next one, we're going to get to some, a famous person by the name of George Clinton. The funk master himself. I'm not going to be able to, this, this comes from an interview he did. I have the link here. We'll try to put a link to this interview. So I'm not going to be able to speak like George Clinton because I grew up in the desert in California. But you are going to try. No, I'm not going to try. Bro. Some of it will come across like that, though, because I'm just going to try to read his words. But a dark man, it's going to sound very white coming from me. But you're not very white. I got a nice tan. I just, I grew up in, a, in, a, in an area and in a time where we spoke differently. Like, I can't speak under 25 language very well. You want to go grab some glizzies after the episode? I don't even know what that is. Remember the hot dogs? <laughs> How would I remember that? Because Dustin, when he was on the show, what's up, Dustin? He educated us on that subject because his children bring it up all the time. Oh, okay. Throwback. So anyway, so we were we were driving. Oh, I, I went right in the middle of the story. Anyway. We was riding in Toronto and we saw like a laser midday. Okay. This is going to be... I got I to gotta stop you real quick. You're actually going to, like, oh, you're reading verbatim what he said, right? I don't have to. No, it's fine. Let's go with it. This is going to be just grade A stuff <laughs> and action. I remember the day was nice, right? Laser and daylight. That's a weird look, right? We saw it hit the ground about a couple blocks in front of us. We got there, didn't see anything. I said, what was that? Bootsy says, I don't know. So we drive another three minutes. The same thing came through. And then we off the highway. We're on a secondary street. Come right down through the trees, two blocks in front of us. We seen it right out of the sky. And when it hit the ground, it looked like electricity splattering. It's popping. This is kind of fun. I'd never would use some of these words in my whole life. I use popping, surprisingly. I, do, I don't know if I ever have. Okay, we see that. It landed on the same side of the street we were on. Next one landed in the same block now on the other side of the street. And I reach for the radio, you know, to turn it down and look. And then the third one hit the car on the passenger side. It beat it up, you know, like mercury in a thermometer. And it dribbled over the other side of the car. So it's not like a, a normal craft. Yeah. It's moving like mercury, which moves kind of strange. Liquidy. Yeah. Like kind of, if you don't know what it looks like, imagine Terminator 2, the bad guy. Or just imagine liquid chrome, right? Yeah. I mean, I 
don't know if I ever thought of liquid chrome, but now I have. Thank you. You're welcome. Easiest way to imagine it. Now this, only like three minutes from what we've seen. The laser, I mean, it looked like a laser. It's like three minutes. But when it hit the car, I didn't think about this for years, was on the fact that the streetlights were going down. They were dimming. Like the streetlights were on and then they were going off. The car lights was doing that, was dimming. They was dimming, man. You could see way down two blocks in front of you, the lights going out and Bootsy driving saying, what is it? I said, hell, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. Classic. We got about three blocks and look to the left. You see street lights on and it looked like traffic was moving. We get to the house, park in the driveway and don't say shit. We sit there for like three minutes and my daughter walks out and said, wow, y'all look like you've seen a ghost. She said, you know, give me a hug. I'm going to bed. Now remember, I told you the weirdest thing about seeing it the first time, that it was daylight. This is only like five minutes away from that. Now it's dark and she's going to bed. Mm. So that means it was seven o'clock. I, I didn't catch that at first. Yeah, we did not think about that for at least 10 years. So this is when the host is like, you guys got abducted. So George Clinton says, we did not think about that fact, that time discrepancy. From the first time we saw it to the street lights going out and her going to bed. I had to call Bootsy. I'm on the road years later and I and said, when I thought about it like that, I said, what time did we go to Toronto? He said, 10 or so in the morning. I said, right. Um, we saw the light the first time. It was daylight, right? I said, yeah, it was daylight. That's what made it weird. It was daylight. I said, it was only three blocks from there to where the light hit the car. I said, why was the street lights going out? Why was Barbarella going to bed at seven at night? He said, man, fuck you. <laughs> I'm thinking about this shit. He said, what happened to that time? We never thought about that. So that the host asked if there were drugs involved. He said, hell yeah. He said, no. The host says, no psychedelic, no funkadelic. The thing is, we had just come to Toronto from Detroit, from the studio. So we had to come through customs. We ain't coming through customs with no drugs. Matter of fact, we had to go look for some after that. And then he says, I'm a Star Wars freak. So all of that I believe in. And... Give me a second while I look up where this came from, because I don't want to, I don't want to give this person credit. It's pretty weird that they wouldn't think about the time discrepancy, but I guess it'd be, it's like that wild that you don't even remember that you, when you saw it, it was the daytime. Yeah, exactly. Mind altering. This is your brain on alien abductions. So it came, the interview was with Revolt, oh, gotcha. which is a, I guess, a, oh, that's a, music. a pretty well-known music magazine. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty, that is hilarious. Yeah. Interesting story. And just part of why I like that story is because it's like all these years later, he's like messing with his, with right. Bootsy's mind. Like, like man, fuck you, dude. How dare you? And now I have to think about it in a different way. It's like checking his orifices. Yeah. Is there anything in here? <laughs> uh, I did like the explanation for it not being drugs too, though. Hmm. It's like, yeah, you were not, you're not going through, through dude. customs like that back then. Yeah. Well, not if you wanted to live. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. You're, you're a little young for George Clinton, but a lot of people loved him and he's you know that style of music he's like the grandfather of i don't know what you'd call it but he's an inspiration i think funk is what it sounds like right? yeah one of the brown women christian jesus man that's not a way to start a story this one comes from planet hunter 56 and it's talking about a new article from walter kern and the author described these ideas as private notions that david grush shared with him about non-human intelligences. Ooh. One of the things that were said were the creatures may be tele... And, and most of this stuff we're going to say probably we've all heard about at one point or another. Mm -hmm. 
like the creatures may be telepathic. Yes. They use forms of high-tech camouflage, and their ships may exist in dimensions beyond R4. In this one, I'll go back to the, the Gray's story. Hmm. Their bodies may be drones or avatars. Interesting. So basically generalizing here, and I think this is Planet Hunter, NHIs can read our thoughts and speak to us via thoughts, can exist in a shadow biome. You ever heard that term before? I have not. Is that like a different dimension, I imagine? I guess so, like the shadow dimension, but it's like, I mean, our, our gut biome is pretty important. It's just, I guess it's just another form of life, maybe, mm. or, or a place where life exists. The great beyond, yeah, as the land before time would say it. <laughs> I don't really remember that, but you're way younger than me, so. I don't remember it either. That could be 100% wrong. If that's correct, it was built into my core memories at this point. You were brainwashed. Classic. By aliens. So it can exist in a shadow biome type environment alongside us due to camo. Their craft might be higher dimension projections into our 4D space time. And the NHIs themselves might be biological AI clones, drones, exist via proxy. Therefore, I think Grush is referring to the greys and his and these private notions. Wait, I need to make a note real quick. We need to make a documentary following this topic and call it Clones, Drones, and Biomes. Ooh. There you go. I don't know what we can do with that, but don't maybe don't put that in the show until we do it. Because it, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles, but with aliens. Oh, that's good stuff. If we do that, we need to go to the thrift store and dress up like that's the characters. True. Like Men in Black. No, like the show. John Candy. Oh, there you go. So this person goes on to update the possible UFO buried under the Sphinx in Giza. Have you heard about that? I have not. I've been hearing a lot about buried UFOs. Yeah, lately. And I haven't seen anything convincing. Well, you but also skeptic? Interesting. But also, you know, I, I have very limited feeds on some of this stuff. So maybe out there. But yesterday, I guess this person or the prior to this, this person posted a fragment from the Emerald Emerald Tablets of Toth. And he called them Toth the Atlantean, which I'd never heard of before. I'd never heard that last part. I've heard of Toth. You've heard of the Emerald yeah. Tablets, right? Yeah. So in in it, he just, it is described that a giant UFO is buried under the rocks, marked with the lion statues, and bears the resemblance to a human, possibly indicating that the UFO is beneath the Great Sphinx. Many people... What did you call it? Sphinx. Okay. Many people pointed out that Edgar Casey, the famous American clairvoyant, which we have mm. not talked about yet. We haven't. Do you remember one of our listener stories? actually mentioned that as an episode suggestion to us. So maybe it's time to do an episode on that. It's time because I, I think his story is fascinating. And he calls him a remote viewer, which technically I guess would be correct with how he diagnosed people. Mm. He claimed to have seen a giant chamber or hall of records under the left fall of the Sphinx, which I don't know if you've heard about, but I've heard about before. And that corresponds with the Emerald tablets. And then there's, I'm going to read a little bit of it. Good idea. Then gathered... I, the sons of Atlantis, I feel like I should be like, we should give me an echo. Wow. I don't know if I can read it that way, but then I gathered the sons of Atlantis into the spaceship. I brought all my rec records. I'm pretty sure spaceship wasn't in the Emerald tablets. Brought the records of sunken Atlantis. Gathered I all of my powers, instruments, many of mighty magic. And later the tablet reads, raised I to the light, the children of Kem. Deep neath the rocks, I buried my spaceship, waiting the time when man might be free. Over the spaceship, erected a marker 
in the form of a lion yet onto man. There neath the image rest yet my spaceship. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Very theatrical stage presence to this. I'm going to try to, I'm going to get through it, but I'm going to, I have a bone to pick here. So I'm sure rest my spaceship or to be brought when need shall arise. So indeed the spaceship there should be hall of records from Atlantis. Later archeologists confirmed that underneath the Sphinx, there are chambers who knows what hides in them. The person does still say I'm still digesting the content of the Emerald tablet tablets of though, even though I'm aware of the scrutiny surrounding their legitimacy. They make for a very interesting read. Mm, yes, of course. Church magic. Yeah, this feels, I mean, I've read parts of, of this and I've never seen them interpreted as spaceship. Well, maybe you had the wrong interpretations, Christian. I mean, this is off Twitter. So there you go. That's actually that tells me it's, now. That tells me it's pretty, pretty wrong. Maybe not wrong, but there's, mm. there's a potential for someone saying that the Emerald tablets say spaceships in it. I wish they would have used the word corresponds with that what is that word I, it would take me forever to look it up so yeah let's not i'll do try that. to remember and if i can find it that segment we'll do we're not gonna a, do anything on it but a little social media thing but oh, yeah yeah you can do that that is a pretty interesting story i don't know if i believe it i kind of don't yeah because i don't think there's a connection between atlantis and the emerald tablets i know people have probably said that before hmm. i don't believe that atlantis was this place with super advanced tech that we've lost. I think it was, there was probably a city or a place like Atlantis mm. somewhere that's submerged now. That was a great city, powerful. They didn't have spaceships in my belief. Yeah. They just had pretty good boats, pretty good Navy and good trade. Nice boats. Yeah. I look, I believe that it could have been a super advanced city. Yeah. That's a fun theory. I like it. I'm gonna it go is with fun. It. But uh, yeah, I don't know about the rest. Just the writing of that alone. I feel even for back in the day, it's a little douchey, you know? Yeah. yeah Just a little douchey. And that's like something a Leo would write. He had to have been a Leo. I mean, most of the great people are. That's what you tell yourself every night. But... That's why we're called Leos. Because mm. okay. we we're able to tell ourselves good things like that. Wow. May not always be true. Hey, well, hey, but, yippee for you. But okay. as magic goes, you speak into existence. I don't know if that's, that might be a religious thing too, but I've heard it. Mm, used it's a new the, agey thing is what it okay, is. Yeah. That's what it is. But it, I, but I, I'm pretty sure that the new agers took that or something like in different words from like ancient writing that was probably biblical in some sense, sure. but it was probably referring to like prayer. The power of the tongue. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I don't know. All kooky stories. Some less kooky than others. Should we close it out on another kooky story? I just want to know if you've heard about, okay. and it's yeah, almost it. guaranteed, almost guaranteed to be made up and just making the rounds on paranormal everything. But the story about Miami or whatever, the eight to 10 foot. Tall, I'm glad you're bringing that up. Cause that feels like the perfect story to end this out on. I, cause I've seen it pop up on my feed, mm -hmm. but usually those stories are so disappointing. So I'm glad you've seen it and you can explain it to me. Well, that's the thing is I have no idea what the hell's going on. I just know several people have posted the exact same thing and I haven't had the energy to be like, oh, great, another one of these things. But essentially what I'm hearing is that what started out as a story of like teenagers or whatever rioting and like blowing off fireworks and whatnot, blah, 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 being teenagers, 
a shit ton of cops came out, like a shit ton, like the entire police force of the country arrived in Miami, yeah, lined in the streets to track this down. And that that was the story is there was like rioting pretty much, right? It escalated very quickly into there were eight to 10 foot alien beings that were there pretty much as like a weird invasion. I've, dude, I have no idea because I haven't, I'm like, this seems way too outlandish for me to even think about starting 2024 with. So I'm going to pass. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I'm like, this is. Like, peace be with you. All that may or may not be alive still in Miami, but it is not for me and is not this day. So I got vibes of that Las Vegas sighting that I clicked on and didn't. In the backyard, the alien crash or whatever. Yeah, and it was like, family. Yeah. what the hell is going on? Why am I even wasting, why are they telling me? Is there a, like a disinformation campaign going out right now? Is there some crazy seedy shit going on in the government? That I've always starting... told you, we got to expect most of it to be disinformation mm-hmm. at this point. Cause... Well, especially because it expands from stories that are absolutely very different than that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, I don't know, it's just weird. And I don't keep up with a lot of this stuff enough. Uh, to really have a solid say in it. So take w- anything that I say on this story or this subject with a grain of salt, I could be completely wrong, but that was the gist of what I got from just what I was reading in people's posts and whatnot. I didn't I was, even do get that far. I was like, what the hell's going on now? That is kind of what that last story gave me vibes up yeah. to was something that ridiculous that like this person's reaching hard mm-hmm. to make the, the connection with the Emerald tablets yeah, and a hidden UFO, which has been in the news mm-hmm. in the last couple months. You know, not necessarily major news, but well, yeah, never when, you're, is. when you're paying attention to aliens, UFOs and disclosure, there's a lot of people talking that there's something buried somewhere famous. Hmm. Well, it's not a lot of indicators, unfortunately, it's just something somewhere famous. I have heard of the, the chamber beneath the, the paw of the Sphinx coming hmm. first from Edgar Casey, and then people have supposedly done ground paint penetrating radar since then Mm. to confirm it. I mean, it doesn't confirm there's a chamber. It confirms the dirt and the rocks and everything have an anomaly in there, which could just be a gap in the soil. That reminds me of some like Graham Hancock shit with like when they reached way too hard. Graham Hancock. No, dude. Did you watch his like Netflix series? I think I've got halfway through it before I couldn't handle it anymore. Are you, oh my God, you need to open your mind a little bit, no, Christian. Here's There's the thing, some... I'm, I've always been a fan of Graham Hancock. Apparently not. I have a couple of his books. I've always been a fat fan. I, that show really bothered me because I thought he spent more time talking about how peop, the mainstream media is ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And like I remember there was this one where he had to, it was a pretty big, it was a pyramid. Mm-hmm. And to get down to, the, to where you'd find out if, how old it is, you had to get dig pretty far. And he's like, they won't let me do it or this and that. But and, they don't. But also, how many millions of dollars are you going to have to get that far down? This, that, it's less. Is it not uh, worth that? Like, Jeff Bezos is building a clock, dude. But Jeff Bezos isn't going to invest in that discovery. If he can get good investors, he could probably dig there. He's building the, like, a clock for the rest of all the world. Okay. That's whatever. I don't care about And Jeff. so you don't think, hey, this is an actual thing that we should look into, man. This is the, what, the primitive time of our civilization. This is the real answers that people need. We don't need a clock, Jeff. We all got iPhones. Obviously, Graham Hancock is not as good of a salesman as Jeff Bezos. We that already know evident, that based yes. on their their bank account. Hmm. But it just bothered me because I thought he was being a little, little more ridiculous because bef- I always kind of respect him. I don't always agree with everything. 
but like fingerprints of the gods and all. Did he have another of the gods? I thought there was two of them. Yeah, there's a bunch. I'd I'd have to look them all up. I, look, I like that series. It was a good series, and there's there a were lot parts of that were very good. good information in there. There were parts that were good, <coughs> but there were some things he said, and I'd have to go back and watch it. And if people want us to do a, do an episode on that, we can. They probably don't. They would probably yeah. just like to watch it themselves, bro. right? But there was there were a couple things in there that I thought he was being not quite honest about and maybe that's you know when you get something on netflix when you get something on anything you have to make it a little bit more you have to add more drama to it producers have a lot of say in that but if you produce it yourself there you go you can release him back yeah this is what i think but sometimes producing it yourself is is not as helpful because you can't communicate as well as say a producer or another director would so i just there were there were a bunch of things in there that rubbed me wrong that i thought were disingenuous and not typical to the way he is. Rub my large head. No, we got that out of the way. That's it? That's pretty much it. I mean, unless you wanna, did you, uh, usually you ask me if I have a favorite story when we do sleep with the lights on. Do you have a favorite story of this one? They were all pretty ridiculous. Yeah. There was a couple that I leaned towards more than others. Um, no. No. Good, good night, everyone. <laughs> no, no, no they're, like I said, they were, they're all very fascinating in their own right, but the, of course, I got to go with my own personal biases. And do you know what that is, Christian? The Jesus one? No. It's the dog people, the first story. But you said you absolutely didn't believe in that one. Yeah, it's called I Threw You Off the Scent with a Red Herring. That's uh, my favorite. I mean, I have a lot of favorite stories that I, on here that I don't actually believe in. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's fun because it was a very interesting story. But do I believe it? I do not. Twitter is very interesting. Okay, X is very interesting in the disclosure era because yeah. well it's interesting in general there's a lot of wild folks there if you have a favorite story or, or a story we're not hearing about that we should discuss you should send it to us come at me bro we want to hear it and you do that by sending your story have you ever seen an alien yourself have you ever rebuked an alien in the name of jesus if you want me to explain is your boyfriend a demon yeah if you want me to explain why your boyfriend's not a demon and just a bad person that you should leave send, send us a little story yeah send that i forgot where we we're going with that send that into the gang at the freakydeaky.com find us on social media join the facebook group it's a grand old time just like the flintstones but was the flintstones cancel. grand old time i mean they had to use their own feet to make their to propel their cars christian i was re referring to the song and i changed the word grand from something else that can be triggering to folks apparently okay. these days and that's fine we'll see you next week no <laughs> um find us on social media at freaky deaky pod subscribe on youtube we are chugging away releasing that we're rolling that beautiful bean content as we always do and you're gonna enjoy it and if you don't well that's okay too in the meantime Enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you right back here on the Frinkity Dinkity. Don't forget to review the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Tender sissy voice. <laughs> <laughs>